Endurance and Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. Joining me today is Wario Will. Why they hit Squidward? Try to imagine him in his underwear. Oh no, he's hot! Yeah, that was pretty much the only thing that Pokemon fan was basically thinking when they saw that direct. That's all I can say. <laughs> I, I know that was from SpongeBob, but I do not want to know the context. I just I just don't. I can't handle it. No, just don't. Seen too much Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And uh, Tyler, sadly, is not going to be here. He had to deal with some personal things, which is fine. We'll only, we'll only insult him quite a bit while he's gone. But we'll wait, because Skullkiss <laughs> Scott is here to replace him. Hello! Just happy to be here so we can discuss all the great Pokemon-ness we just were able to see. Mm-mm-mm. Yes, see. And only that. <laughs> you blame yourself, Internet. All right, so yes, we have a very interesting show for you today, um, including lots of Pokemon talk, but also some other things. But first, what are we playing? I'll start with you, Skull Kid Scott. What have you been playing? So I've actually been um, going in my backlog of games I never played before. And I was playing Dynasty Warriors Gundam Reborn. Oh, wow. man. Wow. I haven't heard that one in a long time. <laughs> that's, that, that's niche. I mean, I know that's your thing, but, like, seriously. Yeah, so, ironically, I never actually knew this game kind of existed. I've always thought it ended at 3, but then realized that it does exist. It just, it came to the PS3 after a few months the, after the PS4 actually launched. Oh, so I kind of mm-hmm. just gave up on everything PS3 related at that time and then realized, oh, wait. This exists, apparently. And so I've been playing my way through that game. Which, I don't know how I feel about it, because I don't know if I like 3 better or not. It's just, they made a lot of changes to Reborn that I both like and dislike. I mean, yeah, granted, it was, there was definitely a, a, like a, definitely a big jump since, since then. Yeah, it was definitely a big jump, yeah. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably never get any of these on PS4, so... Because, you know, who, who needs more Warrior games? <laughs> well, considering I'm... they keep making mainline ones, I'm gonna guess people. <laughs> that and just just stepping down in degrees ever since. Uh, man. Yeah, like I, I, funny enough, like yeah, I retweeted uh, one post. Like I think it was a sign in AEW says remake Dynasty Warriors three. That was the best one. <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I saw that sign and I'm like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. All right, yes, we need more three and four. Yes, <laughs> yes. yes. For those who don't know, AEW is a major wrestling company. They have their show on Wednesday. And for whatever reason, this trend, including continued by a dear friend of mine in Cairo, uh, they make signs referencing video games. Like, it's supposed to be wrestling signs. That's the point of a wrestling show. And yet, these fans will bring in, like, more and more controversial and hot take kind of signs about video games. And I saw one about, uh, uh, what was it? It was a certain art, a, a certain niche RPG franchise was better than like, was it Final Fantasy or something like that? It was like, are you kidding me? That doesn't even make sense. I never even heard of that, that franchise. So, <laughs> and, and my buddy, my friend Caro said, fix Sonic's colors, Sonic Colors Ultimate, like right when it came out, because <laughs> it was so broken at first. And like she had that at a major pay per view. And so seeing Dynasty Warriors three, like remake Dynasty Warriors three, I'm like, what? <laughs> oh fans, you. Some people just have so much time on their hands. 
I mean, that and money just to go attend the events, of course. <laughs> that helps. Yeah. I, I will probably do one of those signs myself when I do my next event. Uh, I, I just, I got to go big, though. Like, I've got to do something truly kind of controversial. But I'm not sure. I'm not sure but, uh, but how about, uh, how about uh, for you uh, with... I mean, how about for you, like, I, I, I'll come imagine it's basically for you, I guess the best part of the Lord. That's the only thing I can imagine if you uh, come with you. Yeah, but that's not controversial. A lot of people think that way. Like, Ike is Ike. That's just who he is. If I said, like, Ike sucks, then that would be one thing. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, oh, there, that's it. That's it, Will. I'll make a sign saying more Fire Emblem characters in Smash Brothers. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be perfect. Be perfect. <laughs> yes, we need, we need Owen. We need Tanya. We need Black Knight. Uh, let's see who. We need we need Dimitri, Claude, and Edelgard as separate characters. We, need... we don't just want their color schemes. No! <laughs> we need characters, you know. I want to, I want to, let's, let's bring Grima. Let's just bring the dragon. Let's, let's, let's just, let's just go full tilt. I, I want more Fire Emblem characters and Pokemon characters. <laughs> there, there's your, there's your sign. I, that will be what I do. So st be on the lookout. Uh, all right. Anything else from you, Scott? Uh, oh, I played one other one called, uh, it's more of an, I don't know, an indie one called Rhyme. Oh, I heard cool. that one. I heard that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it reminded me of like a uh, journey. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So it was basically you're just like this kid discovering about the world around him, as well as the story about him and his father kind of deal. And he just learned more and more about the stories, and it gets really sad at the end. Yes, but it's a really beautiful game. It's really fun. Good. I mean, I definitely appreciate those like stories. Like, it doesn't need that much exposition. You, it's basically that you figure out itself, like journeys. So, yeah, yeah, I definitely appreciate those kind of games. Yeah. So, if you like those kinds of games, I'd say it's definite recommend. It's not a very long one. Well, you know, not not, all, not every game needs to be super long. You know, not everything. <laughs> we don't need eighty hours to platinum everything. There <laughs> <it is. laughs> yep, yep, yep. There you go. There, there's your sign. Will make make video games under ten hours again. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, that's not. I wouldn't do that because there's plenty of longer games that I absolutely love, like like Xenoblade or Fire Emblem or you know all of them. Okay, I'm going to be the voice of Tyler because I saw a tweet today that absolutely deserves ribbing. Because if you recall, for the last few weeks, Tyler has done a, once again a 180 about Elden Ring. All right, he went from this is you know a fine game, but it doesn't deserve to be game of the year to the next week. Okay, I'm retracting <laughs> my it doesn't need to be game of the year statement. It's actually good, but it could do better. And then he did like a tweet thread. I think it was yesterday, the day before, and it was okay. I know I'm still hard on Elden Ring, but I went to this one area and it's so amazing. And I'm like, I called it. <laughs> I I knew this would happen. He didn't believe me. He kept, he chastised me on the podcast. I'm like Tyler, I know you can hear this, but uh. That's why I'm the host, because I I know what you're going to do. It you know it's it's right 281 episodes. I know you by this point, Tyler. You are officially predictable. So so as well, but I digress. Scott, you'll get there. Just one day. One day. One, one, <laughs> one, day. one day. But yeah, so he's enjoying Elden Ring because of course he is. It wasn't really that. I mean, he he could have hated it. I'm not going to lie. He could have hated it. But after a while, I just knew that, you know, he was going to do the 180 like he did with Xenoblade. And I was right. And I'm, that's why I'm the host. 
So, <laughs> as for me, uh, the last two days, I'm like, gosh, the last two days, I've just been so slammed with work. I haven't been able to do anything. But but I was able to beat Arkham Asylum. Uh, my computer has not blown up yet. <laughs> so, <laughs> Still there, running. <laughs> there is hope. There is hope a bit. I, I, I hear like a random sound coming from it sometimes. I'm just like, please don't do anything. Please don't do anything. Please don't do anything. But uh, yeah, Arkham Asylum. And I can't wait to get in Arkham City, but I, I, Arkham Asylum was still very good up until the final boss fight. I don't know why they did that. I mean, for those who don't remember, this is a spoiler, but it's a 13-year-old game, so screw you. But, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's true. Um, it's like it's like spoiling Final Fantasy VII by saying Sephiroth kills Aerith. The game came out in the 90s. Grow up. But, uh, <laughs> right? That was, that was the 90s. I think so. I think? I'll, I'll look it up later. Anyway, but uh, at the end of the game, Joker basically plans. Joker has been took over Arkham Asylum. He's been playing this big thing, and the, his goal, as we find out, is to turn Batman into this massive Titan monster. Basically, think Bane on even more steroids. And his joke is that he's trying to turn Batman into the monster. Batman resists, and so Joker shoots himself with the uh, Titan formula to turn himself into a super massive Titan. Why is this bad? It's not Joker, okay? Like, we, first of all, we already faced Bane earlier in the game. We faced plenty of Titan monsters earlier in the game. And then you don't actually fight the Joker. You try to, you can't hurt him. And so then you actually have to fight off of, like, tons of goons. And then while Joker is distracted by a helicopter, kid you not, you have to shoot him with your back grapple and pull him down so he can get stuck into the floor. And then you can beat him up. What? <laughs> like they had so many creative bosses in this episode, in this game, and then that's how they end it. Like this is universally the one thing that people hate about <laughs> Arkham Asylum. It's that boss fight, and it's the last boss. Mm, right, right. Yeah, it's just interesting. I see so much justice done to like the Scarecrow in that game, and then ah, the Joker oh, has that. <laughs> how about Killer Croc? You have to survive the sewers, you have to throw batarangs at a shot collar or poison ivy, you have to dodge the vines and keep throwing batarangs so she could finally, you know, get exposed and you could then he blow her to he high heaven. Mm, that sounded wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I meant blow her up to high heaven. Yes. I'm sorry, we're talking, we're talking about the professors later, so it's a very bad innuendos have been going through my head. Um, <laughs> that I can blame on the internet. You're welcome. But, uh, like, how did they screw that up? And then, ironically, in uh, Batman Origins, they actually have a Joker boss fight, and it's so much better. And that's supposedly, like, the worst Batman. It's not. It's actually Arkham Knight. But that, that's, like, the worst one, and they get the Joker boss fight right. How is that possible? I mean, to be fair, Origins got, like, all their boss fights right in that one. Oh, it's like, true. every boss fight is amazing in it's Origins. True. Deathstroke, Joker, and fighting lady shiva briefly you know they they do some really good stuff but mm -mm -mm. Um, it, it's kind of funny that again that that game was not made from rocksteady and yet no. they got the ideas pretty dang good i mean yeah. the only thing I, I don't like is that yeah the death stroke was the first first boss <laughs> they started it, way yeah. too strong yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you you started strong and went downhill from there <laughs> eh, such is life but uh i i will i will be hopefully this weekend if i can you know finally get done with work um i will be I want to get 100%. I want to do all the Riddler challenges, get all the Chronicles of Arkham. That was the other thing I want to talk about. I love just the mythology 
because they do like the character bio so that you can learn everything. They actually tell you about like where they actually came from in terms of the comic origins. Like some of these characters are older than people realize, um, and it's it's just fantastic. And then, then there's the Chronicles of Arkham, which is basically another a backstory within a backstory of what Arkham Asylum actually is, and it's just so deep. And then when you get to Arkham City, which hopefully I'll be starting soon enough, it just and it gets expanded and it's glorious. And I, I can't wait to get it. But the, ga the game still holds up, even with the terrible Joker boss fight aside. It absolutely holds up. And then I found out today, about an hour ago, actually, they're going to be bringing the Spider-Man game to PC. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I can play it. All right. Like, I was honestly bummed because I heard that this was basically you know, the Spider-Man version of the Arkham series. And it was absolutely incredible. You know, Game of the Year nominee, justifiably so. And I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of sad I'm not going to get to play it. Now I can. As long as that computer doesn't blow up. <laughs> Probably shouldn't. They do, like, Nixus is pretty good with uh, optimizing their games, so I think it's going to run pretty well. Yeah. One could help. One can help. <laughs> One can help. <laughs> Anything's possible, though. Yeah, yeah. Life uh, finds a way. And then uh, I have been playing Faye, obviously. Uh, there is a voting gauntlet going on, and naturally, I chose Ike. Same, same, same. And this is this is pure Ike. This is Raining Dawn Ike. Best Ike. I don't know. Path of Raining Ike is still pretty good, but like <laughs> any Ike is good. All right, that's just that's just the way. Fair, fair. Right, right, right. So, uh, yeah, I'm. That's uh, yeah, I'm, I'm happy about that. Hopefully, if he loses to like a obscure character, I can't even remember who's all in the gauntlet. But like, if he just loses to some random character, I'm gonna say, he's gonna lose to Raya. No, don't you dare. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's you know, it, it, this is just my love of Ike. Um, I want him to meet Raya. Like, I would love for like a crossover to happen for him to meet Raya because he would be. I don't want to see say dismisses dismissive. Abrasive, I think. He would be seem. so abrasive. Like, Raya at Raya is not a bad character, especially when you see all four sides of the story. But there are times when she's just like, what's the word? Um, I mean, pretty much in the Blue Lions run, I feel, is when it, you get so vague. <laughs> yeah, well, she, she's mean. She's, at times, a little too loyal to the faith. We see that at, at key points. And, of course, her obsession with her mother. Um, but, like, she's not as bad as Sanaki at times, who, of course, Ike was royally, ha, 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 uh, <laughs> abrasive with. But she's close. And I would think, like, Ike would just not, just not take to her at all. You know, she, no. She, no. She, would, she would try to manipulate him, and he would go, no. <laughs> Done with this crap. Exactly. <laughs> uh, Ike. Such a great character. Um, but yeah, so hopefully Ike wins the gauntlet. Hopefully I'll be playing more video games. I am just glad I'm playing something. And then and then we are less, as of time of this recording, you're only like three weeks away from Fire Emblem Three Hopes, and I am counting down the days. <laughs> counting down the days. And yeah, funny enough, next week we, we're we're just yeah, we're literally one week away from Super Mario Strikers League as well. So yeah, there's and we'll that. Talk about that more in the news. <laughs> and yeah, uh, I guess I'll just do my bit as well. Like uh, yeah, also complimentary for Fire Emblem Heroes. Yeah, just continuing on that. Uh, also, and luckily for enough, I actually managed to get Legendary Mirror so before the Spark. So nice. I, 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 Thankfully, I've actually got that. But funny enough, as well, I also um, during in in that banner as well, I actually got Ascended Joshua as well. So overall, it was a pretty good good pull overall. So yeah, like twenty five full summons. So thankfully, help with that. Uh, also, um, I have been actually been playing something, but unfortunately, due to NDA reasons, I can actually 
actually talk about it, which is really stinks. Well, through through but... the power of editing, I can just bleep out anything you say. So... <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, you, can you do that? Because I'll, I'll just like give a no, quick pause. No, don't. I, I'm not gonna waste my time. Besides, I honestly don't know how to do it. All right, all right, <laughs> but yeah, I have been playing something on the Switch, and uh, like, yeah, I, I can't really say much about it. But it's definitely has its works. That, that that's all I'm gonna say. That's I'll, I'll stop saying it before they come come on to me. Uh, but also, yeah, speaking of um, Mario Strikers Battle League, I actually have tried the demo of it, especially playing with a little bit of the tutorials and. Gotta say, I don't know. I feel like maybe it could be a bit more faster, like we did in in Strikers, yeah, um, Strikers Charge. But maybe I just have to get used to it. But the the I got, I'm not sure if you guys have played the tutorial yet. But like the the whole different button schemes, the melee, the charging, as of course, navigate the, the time passes, the perfect pass, all that. It's like there's a lot of things improved in this entry. I, I, which I give props. They even have like the perfect dodge mechanic of. Uh, a la bayonetta to dodge a melee attacks it's i gotta say it's really um i'm not sure how to really best describe it it's just like it's definitely has that blend of it's a bit slowed down but also has a bit more personality into it as well because i'm not sure you've seen the animations of it from different previews but these cats has next level games really outdid themselves the the, um, the characters themselves have just so much personality i mean have you seen peaches almost losing her cool I'm not sure you've seen on Twitter. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, breathe, breathe, let it go. Like, yeah, it's just next level games. They know how to give these Mario characters personality. So I got to give props to that. And once the um, the, the test of demo come, uh, begins this weekend, I, I can't wait to actually like play against people. But overall, it's definitely promising. I'll give it that much. It's definitely promising. So once we I get to play against other people, then yeah, we'll, we'll definitely explain um, talk more in the next podcast. So overall, it's been pretty pretty buff. It's, I can't wait. So yeah, until next week then. Yeah, <laughs> that's promising. Yeah, I mean. I have not, like I said, I haven't had time to do much uh, the last few days, so I have not tried. I don't even know if I'll try the demo. I probably will, depending on how much time I have. But uh, the control scheme for games like that are absolutely essential, because if it's all complicated and like your hands are cramping for trying to do <laughs> the mechanics, then you know that that's kind of a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, like the lobbing and like actually the passing as well, because like there is you can do an automatic pass or a, a free pass as well, so you can actually do some things manually. So it, it's definitely uh it's definitely a curve there. I'll give it that. There is definitely a curve. Yeah. All right, and with that, we are going to head to the news so we can talk about that thing that you know you want us to talk about. So it's time to go down the warp pipe. And of course, I'm talking about. Nintendo Switch Sports, obviously, and for no I'm joking, uh, we got the new trailer for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, and it revealed a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, so uh, we did get uh, technically was it five new Pokemon revealed? Um, no, yeah, we got five new Pokemon revealed, not the least of which were the legendaries of uh, Koraidon and Maraidon. So uh, the former is the Scarlet, the later is the Violet. We'll be talking about them in a little bit. Um, we also got some more basic Pokemon, including a pig called Lechunk. Yes. I just, I main, just, main party right there. Yeah. Everybody loves Lechunk. Five Lechunks and the starter. Lechunk gang. <laughs> 
So do you suppose if uh, you could take that to the uh, Gallo region and get it to, you know, Dynamax, it would be uh, chunky? <laughs> well, actually, I think like there was actually a, a joke uh, on Twitter, like, yeah, if it evolves form, it becomes La Chunkus. <laughs> La Chunkus. <laughs> big, big Chunkus? <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a reference for you. Uh, yeah, and then we got we, shot, we got two other Pokemon. I can't remember their names at the moment. I do apologize. Smolliv. Smolliv. There's a name. Are they <laughs> I mean, like, Come granted, it is in the territory of the like Olives, all that. Even I think I'm not sure. Did Olive Garden actually make fun of that? I'm not sure. I, I will be surprised they didn't. I, I was surprised but, yeah. that Wendy's didn't. You know, because <laughs> Wendy should at least. Yeah. If they if Pokemon makes a frosty Pokemon, you know Wendy's is gonna be all over it. <laughs> oh, totally, yes. totally. I mean, remember Wendy's is still trying to get into Smash Brothers. So yeah, ne never forget. <laughs> all right. But, uh, yeah, and the game still looks good. We actually got a first glimpse at the co-op play, uh, which we will be able to play up with up to four players. And we got to, got to see them coming together, kind of breaking apart. And apparently, trading will be a lot more accessible. You won't have to technically do, the, like, going to Pokemon Center or maybe even activating an app. They show it, like, you can do, like, in the, the general field of Pokemon play, which is really, really cool. It, it was definitely reminiscent of Sword and Shield in the in the wild area, in a sense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we'll we'll have, to, we'll have to get more details on that. But overall, I think the game looked good. There were a few parts that I felt were a little pixelated, but that just been, might have been because of the mm -hmm. video. Like there was like an overhead shot of the of like a battlefield, and it just didn't look good to me. But they said it wasn't final footage, so and you know, so you got that. Uh, um, but I just want to say as well, like, because, like, during that uh, trading scene as well, it seems like the Pokemon centers, like, it, it definitely, a lot of people basically compare that thing as gas stops now. Like, it definitely is, like, it's not the usual building that we're so used in Pokemon centers. It's now, like, literally, uh, like, a pit stop in a sense. That's what that's a lot of people saying. So, definitely something to keep in mind. But if you've been paying attention to the internet, there's only one thing that's on their butts. <laughs> <laughs> because for the first time, I mean, okay, technically Sword and Shield, if you really want to be, you know, technical about it. But for the first time to start, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet are going to have two different Pokemon professors that you'll be able to interact with. We got, uh, crap, I lost her name, uh, Sada and uh, Faro. That's all right. Sorry, I had it right here. Sorry, sorry, I had it right here. Then the this dumb, this, these dumb ads on the article keep like popping up. I'm like, stop moving my. <laughs> I want to read the article. Dang it! <laughs> <Thanks for laughs> okay, professor Sada, that's the one. That's the female professor from uh, uh, Scarlet, and then you got Professor Turo, who is going to be in uh, Violet, and um. Yeah, you know, like <laughs> yeah. You can, I mean, it's funny enough that we we play in this month uh, of June, which is kind of funny enough. Uh, obviously, man, I'll, like, look, you can expect something like this every single time you gotta review something new in Pokemon. Like they did it with, with Sword and Shield, they did it with um, Legend Arceus. You know they gotta do, they gotta react something with in Scarlet and Violet, and boy, how they reacted. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, like. Let's just talk about it, and let's just yeah, 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 all that. But yeah, S yes, Sad Posada is <laughs> Posada. Yeah, <laughs> Professor Sada. Like obviously, she's basically going for that ancient past, and basically go, yeah, go very prehistoric. You can definitely tell that at the wild uh, design that a lot of people fans love about her. So yeah. you know, 
you can tell about that. I'm of course like, eh, just play, just play the episode of Futurama right then and there. That's all you need. That's all I'm gonna say. Yeah, the, the, oh art, my gosh. the art that I have seen. First of all, it, it was incredibly detailed art. So you know, congratulations to all the artists who just. <laughs> in a few hours. They were fast. They were like, they, they really know their muscles. They oh, oh yeah oh yeah yeah muscles right. Um, <laughs> it's a growing trend. It's a growing trend. Oh oh, something grew on Sada. There was never a doubt about that. Um, but like the ones that I saw, one of them had Sada like biting down on a little chunk. Like yeah, yeah, I can see her do that. I can see her yeah. do that. But and, and when I say like biting down, I don't mean like she's at a table and she's like slowly uh, digesting the ch lechong. No, she's like on all fours like an animal, biting lechong with her mouth while, while uh, again the wild the wild woman persona. If anything else, I yes. Know. It, it kind of remind. Who was the? Okay, I'm gonna ask Scott this question. Who was the cave woman from Chrono Trigger? Oh yeah, Ayla. Ayla. Her. Her. Ayla. Yeah, I got I got that vibe from Sada. You know, <laughs> pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Yes, yes, yes. Cave style, brutal. You know that kind of thing. Not that I mind. Not that I mind. In the words of Spike Spiegel, I'm I love a woman who could kick my butt. Yeah. But, uh, and... but they're, they've run wild. And then the for Verturo, I I mean, the re reaction hasn't been as grand, but like people are like loving his gruff beard. <laughs> it's basically Giga Chad. Yeah. It's basically future Giga Chad with that futuristic suit. Yeah. It's just basically future Giga Chad. Yeah. And it, I mean, this is, this is clearly a choice. Okay. This is a choice by the Pokemon company to do this, but. I never really thought about it before, but yeah, all the other professors from, you know, Sycamore to Oak to Elm. Right, right, right. Uh, you know, and uh, Juniper even. Like, Juniper was pretty, but, like, not Sada pretty, you know. And, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. But, like, they were, they were I, I don't want to say mature, per se, but they were going for a more attractive professor for one reason or another. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe they wanted, Maybe they wanted the internet reaction. Could you imagine if that was the reason? Like, what if we? Oh, please! Like, you you know how it is. Like, again, since they back to Sword and Shield when they introduced like, Nessa and the, all the other trainers, of course they were oh, gonna yeah. go ballistic on that. <laughs> and well, like, love the look of Sonia. Like when she uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah, yeah, I mean, and of course, again, we come a long way since, like, again, we had the first three professors with the, the name at the trees. They're all named uh, at the trees. Oh, Yes. For Right, and now here with Sada and Toto, it's just like, alrighty then. It's like basically, like, eh, you know, I guess maybe as a new generation, they need a more a certain appeal. Again, we're we grow for like thirty years now, it seems, and the fans grew up. So again, maybe they're growing with the fans as well. I don't know. <laughs> I actually, I decided to look up if um there is a tree meaning. For these two, because it goes as I just mentioned, all the professors up to this point were made for references to trees, sycamore, juniper, elm, oak, all that. So let's see. Uh, no, it's, it appears that there are no Turo and Sada trees out there. Not not yet, or at least not that way I know of, because we've had oak, elm, birch. Okay, like someone put birth on this website that I'm looking at. Like, no, it's not birth, it's birch. Wrong with you, Rowan the birth Rich. tree. I mean, tree of, tree of life. I mean, birth, you know, got sycamore, got kakuli, got magnolia, and, and laventon. So, you know, 
they're they're out there. But you know, apparently, uh, for this game, both these professors and the Pokemon, which uh, uh, the legendary Pokemon, which I referenced earlier, both of them have rough translations to words in Spanish about the past and the future, which makes sense because if you look at the Scarlet Legendary, it looks like a lizard dinosaur kaiju, and then if you look at the future one, it looks like you know a monster jet engine. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> Pretty <Am> wrong. <laughs> got freaking jet engines. So the past and the future are apparently. Only it could have been a Gundam, though. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Like, I mean, we did. We did have that. Uh, Genesect. That was a. That was oh, close. Yep. That was close. <laughs> so that was, that was a robot Pokemon. But uh, yeah, I like this. There's a lot to digest in this trailer for better and for worse <laughs> right right and as well we forgot to mention as well like the your rival now is uh, nomina which isn't this gonna be like the first uh female rival aside like green and all from no. trainer green and all serena. oh serena may dawn technically well uh, yeah like yeah, i mean may, but may like was, I... may was technically your rival and the serena was your rival um Okay, 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 okay. So, but like, like, oh, I don't know. Like, maybe it's just because like they didn't have like they with Nomina one had to introduce her. It's like she's like almost like much more better than than Hop, like from from Sword and Shield, obviously. So I don't know. It seems to seem much more grandiose of how they introduce her. It seems. Yeah, yeah it's it's gonna be interesting. And then uh, I also like the customization that they were showing off with the co-op characters. You know, you're, you're really gonna be able to like you know make your own. Uh, look and everything so if I, there's not a fro in there for me to have i'm out i think that they're, they're, you're saying i'm pretty sure they have no doubt no doubt Find out. and then the biggest thing arguably yes i'm sorry bigger than the professors um is that we have a release date november 18th of this year so yes mm -hmm. which means that within the span of a year we had the diamond pearl remix we had legends arceus and now we have Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, all in one year. Mm -hmm. Pokemon fans are thriving. They are eating good. They are eating good. Yeah. And uh, also, just because they also showed off the product details, like yes, you could either get them both separately, or you can, as usual, get the dual pack, which comes with a special steel case, like they did with um, with um, Sword and Shield. Which again, they're doing the whole dual pack thing, fine, but geez, like one hundred twenty. Last I check, it's like one hundred twenty dollars on it. So. Yeah, it's a bit pricey unless you're like a diehard Pokemon fan. Yeah, I think this just depends on how they play it. But this one might be more worth it, especially with the different professors, because there mm. might be a slightly different storyline. That's not, what I was thinking. Yeah, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, especially mm -hmm. with the idea of the past versus the future. You know that that could lead to. We'll talk about that more in the main event. But there's there's a chance that this could be a a true one where the games really differ in how they go. We'll just have to see. And to close it off, like, yeah, that's one thing I'm also kind of um, curious is because, like, at the end of that trailer, they showed off a bit more, which I'm not yeah. sure if that teases or something. It looks like something of a diamond prison kaleidoscope kind of deal, which yeah, I'm not sure if that's hitting into anything. Yeah, that was weird. I was like, what's this about? And then this it ends. And it's like, maybe it's a teaser for something. You never know. So it's something to pay attention to. And then uh, keeping on with Pokemon, the Pokemon Company reported record profits in the last year gee i wonder why <laughs> it's not like they're releasing games or anything no 
And if you recall, I think it was a few weeks ago, I noted that the software sales of Pokemon in the last year were like 35 million just for all the Pokemon games. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that leads to record profits. That helps. Yeah, and I actually saw a chart on this. 2021 had record profits. 2020, 2021 had record profits. And this 2021, 2022 basically doubled it. Jeez. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's what happens when you have a record-breaking remake, a record-breaking solo title, and, you know, everything else going on in the Pokemon world. Uh-huh. So, yeah, go uh, go Nintendo. Go, go Nintendo. <laughs> All right, so from one trailer to the next, we finally got a true first look at Sonic Frontiers. Yay. Yay. <laughs> This is this is we're actually gonna just go full tilt and annoy Tyler on this. <laughs> Look, we got we we first got a teaser and it didn't show much. You know that was fine. It was only thirty seconds. Then we saw more and it's really hard to not not say praise per se, but like acknowledge what they're trying to go for. I mean, they showed open worlds. They showed you know Sonic running around and and gr grinding on rails and everything, but that was kind of it. Mm -hmm. And they pretty much just showed it as the sandbox rather than anything else. Right, right, right. Just like showing off, like the like I don't know. A lot, some people even said like it's basically markers on the stage, like marking the sky, and like all these different like stages and puzzles. Like, okay, it's basically I'm just basically reminding me of like um something akin to Breath of the Wild, but like it's just it just seems randomly in out of place. That's why it gets like maybe going for Shadow Colossus, like these different. Um, puzzles, areas are there. Sure, you can do it for Sonic to interact with, but like, what purpose does it serve? Is it trying to go for Breath of Wild? Like, yeah, you, you finish these puzzles, you get something reward out of it. I don't know. This It doesn't explain that. Yeah. Like, you even referenced Okami at one point, like, because it's like how he was spitting around. Right, spinning around, uh, spinning around certain things, like using the trail he makes to, like, activate certain symbols and all that, which okay i mean that's kind of nice but again what purpose does it serve aside like opening gates and all of that that's why I'm, I'm curious yeah i mean we still according to according to sega they're gonna be like dropping teasers like this throughout the summer via ign which is fine but like I, there was a shot there was a screenshot that i saw and it was sonic's on the ground and he's looking up and this the rails are just there in the sky like, and it's like, why are they there? Right, 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 right. So, and like, I'm like, oh, that, that's a good question. <laughs> why are they there? And Tyler, will, I, I can no doubt feel the spirit of Tyler. Because, guys, you know, it's Sonic. And, you know, it's not supposed to make sense. You know, he's got to be there so he can do, you know, these missions and everything. <laughs> and like, hey, Tyler. Yeah. Shut up. I mean, if it's Mobius, apparently they just have rails in the sky. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. I just heard you say Morbius. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sonic uh, you, time. <laughs> yeah, I can, time. Yeah, I can. I can basically see Tyler like I'm Morbid. Like you can see bad mouthing Sonic. <laughs> uh, I want them to do a Sonic Morbius uh, crossover because surely that wouldn't suck. Please, we only have ugly Sonic as it is. We oh God! <laughs> Don't remind me. Imagine uh, if he goes from normal Sonic to ugly Sonic, oh, and that's no. the Morbius. <laughs> uh, I want to note something. I want to note, I, I, I think I mentioned this last week, but uh, the return of ugly Sonic, that was actually called by Attack of the Show. 
All right, they did a <laughs> skit where one of their character, one of their cast, was actually on the streets petitioning people to sign a, a document to try and go back to the Ugly Sonic version instead of the new one, the better one. And it was meant <laughs> as a joke, and then all of a sudden he shows up in Chippendale, and like they went crazy with it because they're like, "We called it! The petition worked." <laughs> <laughs> it was all doing the petition, not yeah. about making fun of it. <laughs> exactly. It's like Attack of the Show has more power than we realized. It's like, oh my gosh, I still can't believe they did that. And I mean, I've seen people praise that movie. I've seen people curse that movie. I'm not going to watch it because I don't want any of those images in my head. Right. That's oh, but those teeth. <laughs> but egg, and that's just one thing about it. Yeah, that's I know. I heard thing. there's a lot, lot crazier stuff. So, but yeah. But yeah. Uh, do we have a release date for Frontiers outside of just this year? Uh, nothing yet. As well. It's just from that one trailer. No, they didn't show off anything about release date or like what systems. But if anything else, like obviously, there's no doubt about you, you, there's no way you can play this thing unless you have like the higher console systems. Because like the way that they like showed it off, unless you're running a high end PC, you you either gotta have at least an Xbox Series or a PS5 to play this thing. Just because like, again, that all these environments and just like. I, I noticed there's definitely uh, eventual popping, uh, yeah, pop, popping of stage elements in there. So there's no doubt about it. You got to get play at least on the higher end because I, I can only imagine how it would play on, like, they say on Switch, I'm not sure. But it, there's no way I can uh, I imagine see, uh, seeing this playing on either PS4 or even on Switch. There's just no way. Yeah. We'll have to see. We'll have to see. Or they'll just have a really dumbed down version. Yeah, I mean, they've done that before. They made it work. Like, look at Doom. You know, that, that, <laughs> that was, was a rare occasion, yes. Yeah. And then, there's, of course, there's Tyler's favorite game, Mortal Kombat 11. So, that was your point to laugh, Will, because you knew how much you hate that game. So, <laughs> mm. <sighs> I'm the host. All right, next up, we have Triangle Strategy. Um, there was a very nice interview with their producers, Tomoya Asano and uh, Yusakai Arai, and they talked about various things with the game, including the 2D HD... I keep saying it. I always say 2D HD, and it's actually HD 2D. I don't know why. I think 2D HD sounds better, you know? And I'm not it kind of does. I'm not even trying to flex my I'm the host thing, but it just sounds better because it's 2D in HD, but it's not HD in 2D. Like, whatever. <laughs> whatever way you want to say it, they noted that in the game, there were actually a couple challenges to making it work because when they worked on Octopath Traveler, it was a fixed camera. But, quote, in tactical RPGs, you need to be able to rotate the map in 360 degrees. We had to find a way to make maps and triangle strategy look good from all angles. It took a lot of resources to make the map observable from all sides. Uh, we spent a lot of time discussing what to do at the edge of map. In addition to gorgeous-looking world maps, the artist and art team did a fantastic job blending so many locations together. End quote. So, yeah, I didn't really think about that. But then when I remember, like, my me like scrolling through the maps to try and get the best angle or, or make sure I didn't miss a dropped item. I'm like, yeah, they really did have to do that, didn't they? So, and they made it work, but it was not easy. They even mentioned that they had to bring in another art team who could uh, make it work with minimal resources instead of maximum ones to help sell the look of the game. And I'm like, whatever it takes, ever it takes. I mean, it worked out pretty well for them. It did. It absolutely did. So, uh, check out the interview. It's actually really cool. They they talk about a lot of things about triangle strategy and how, um, you know, how important the two D HD style is, and 
why it's not something that you'll see in every game, which I thought was very insightful. But uh, if you if you liked Octopath and Triangle Strategy and whatever comes next from them, uh, I think you'll definitely want to check out this interview. All right, and as Tyler, uh, sorry, as Will alluded to before, we have the Mario Strikers first kick demo session, which is going to start tomorrow and go until Sunday. So if you're eager to see how the game plays outside of the tutorial, this will be your chance. And no one has anything else to say about that. Okay! <laughs> I mean, really? like, what, what else really does to say? I mean, again, I'm just happy that for it, we're finally getting something to play, play with. <laughs> getting something to do on the Switch. <laughs> exactly. I would have taken that one sentence over the long pause. Like, come on. <laughs> Throw me a freaking balloon here. My gosh. Fine. Be that now way. I'm hungry for chicken. <laughs> like and just i think i'm not sure maybe we listed it here but speaking about demos like i'm not sure you also heard like possibly we're maybe getting a three hopes demo as well i'm not sure you've yes, heard about that we'll be, we'll be talking about that in a second in fact let's just screw it and talk about it right now um <laughs> three hopes as predicted by us released the claude and the golden deer uh the leicester alliance uh last week and it looks good we get to see all of our Beloved Golden Deer. And I, there were some few things that I found interesting in this trailer compared to the last one. We actually see more of the personalities of the characters in their attacks. Like, Ignatz shoots arrows that can have paint on them, because he is a painter in the game. And then Marianne can use, a, can use her ability to talk to horses to summon one in battle. Like, that's clever. And I like that. And then uh, Raphael can use his enormous strength to summon, or sorry, to break apart rocks from the ground and just throw it at people. Because that's totally normal. Yep. That, isn't that what you do in your everyday life? No. <laughs> <laughs> I can barely move my gut, let alone rocks. Like, my gosh, man. So. I mean, I can move pebbles. I would make a Flintstones joke here, but I will not. Ah. Uh, but no, like, uh, this is going to be good. And then as Will alluded to, there is a button on the... I actually wrote about this from the website. Uh, there is a button on the Nintendo page for this game that says Download Demo. So they have not announced a demo, and I have not tested it out on my Switch yet to see if you can download it or if it's something that will be coming soon. But given that they have been doing demos for a lot of their games, first and third party, and I think they did one for Age of Calamity. They did. Yeah. they did. They did. So yeah, if they did it for Age of Calamity, why wouldn't they do one for Three Hopes? Yeah, Age of Calamity's demo is actually pretty big, so I yeah. wonder if they will have like a similar length of demo. Exactly, and and there's no doubt in my mind that Nintendo absolutely wants this game to sell as well as Age of Calamity did, which sold. Oh, really big time! Oh yeah, oh yeah! Like if anything else is definitely imminent, and just like I bring progress, show us what what can do, like how show is Shez is a worthy Avatar character, if anything else in the in the world. Yeah. I I feel that because we're getting the first kick tomorrow. We'll get an announcement for this demo after it, once the first kick is done. Because then that demo will be over, and that game will be almost be out. And then they can be like, okay, well, that was the game you're about to get. Here's one that's coming at the end of the month. That's how I think they're going to do it. But we shall see. So uh, next up, we have Nintendo Switch Sports, in which I have basic news and surprise news. But I will start with the basic, because I want to build up the tension. So, a question you may have had is, uh, why did 
Nintendo make this game knowing that Joy-Cons and televisions are going to be broken? So here's the reason. No, I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> because they don't care about TVs. I, 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 it just You just have to print your own money instead of you know printing it for us. Anyway, the real question is, why did it take so long? Because like, think about it. This would have been a game to really work in like the first year of the switch or even launch with the switch you know like they did with one like they were should have done with one two switch but we digress um the real reason that we didn't get it is because they actually tried to do something totally different with it because they ran out of ideas oh my gosh i'm not kidding nintendo has a problem of too much innovation sometimes okay yeah so so (laughs) Here's how it went. Director uh, Yoshikazu Yamashita and producer Takoyu- sorry, Takayumi, uh, sorry, Takayuki Shimomura, oh, I'm trying so hard, ladies and gentlemen, um, said that when they first tried to make the game, they couldn't think of any other sports that could slash should be added in the game. Quote, with the Wii Sports and Wii Sports Resort games, we came up with as many ideas as we could think of, and most of them were achieved and implemented in the titles. So we felt that we had done all we could. My impression at the time was that if we do a sequel in the future, it could be quite difficult. Therefore, when this Nintendo Switch Sports project started, I honestly felt that there weren't any sports left to be added. End quote. I will tell you why that's bullcrap a little bit later, but I'm going to keep going with the quotes right now because it's really hilarious what happened next. So... Uh, this led to a bunch of prototyping experiments that eventually led the game to be far, far, far away from what Wii Sports was. In fact, motion controls, which is the backbone of the whole series, was actually put on the back burner because they wanted to, <laughs> I kid you not, they wanted to focus just on the sports. Eventually, they realized their error a couple of years into this and had to start over from scratch. Quote, I felt really bad for all the staff who had been working on the game up to the halfway point, but I told them that our goal should be to create the world's most easy-to-invite-to-motion-based game. Uh, Nintendo has a lot of other games that are deep and interesting, but even considering the differentiation from those games, I thought our mission was to create a product for 5- to 95-year-olds that is highly approachable, and so we made a fresh start, end quote. Yeah, they did that. <laughs> it's just again sounds like it'd be a disaster to work on to be honest yeah. <laughs> i mean it's definitely a challenge like how it, how it came to be if anything else but yeah to think to hear all this is like wow, wow yeah um i find this sad in a variety of ways not the least of which is because of what we talked about last week with the nintendo switch online features and how you know nintendo japan just didn't really see the appeal it kind of bums me out that they couldn't think of other sports to add to this game and then if you fast forward to what they did put into the game a lot of people weren't exactly happy like why did we need volleyball and badminton and tennis like (laughs) we needed all three which are very similar (laughs) yeah so um uh uh-huh now again, it's gonna sell well. It's a casual game, and they did at least, you know, get back to the core of what we sports and we sports resort was at the time. But again, the fact that they felt that they couldn't find any new games to add is kind of depressing because you know there are a lot of sports out there, and you can have some fun with your own. That's half the point. So I mean, remember they had in We Play you riding a cow. Like, what <laughs> sport is that? <laughs> Mole riding. There you go. (laughs) All right, and then this is where the surprise news comes in. Um, 
our dear boss, King, Co King Koopa Keith, uh, sent a tweet to me and Tyler. This is before you came onto the show, Scott. Uh, offering a potential job, a, a one-time job, with a magazine called Switch Player. And they were talking about Nintendo Switch Sports and the issue that they were p asking for some help on. And uh, guess who got published in it? Here's a hint. He's the host. <laughs> yes, I did an article in this. It's Again, it's called Switch Player. You can look it up, or I believe you can buy a copy. And in it, I got to talk about games that you could put into Nintendo Switch Sports in the future. And I did ones that, you know, they had technically done before, but not to a great degree. Or ones that they should bring back, like boxing. I totally feel that they should bring back boxing in free DLC. But I thought of one that I know they had not uh, thought of, and that was sumo wrestling. Think about it. <laughs> All right? Motion controller in each hand. You know, moving them in a back-and-forth fashion to try and move your sumo opponent out of the ring. It'd be glorious! And that took me less than a minute to think about. Okay? <laughs> I also thought of rowing, but apparently they all they did put that in the uh, Wii U version of the game, which I didn't even know there was a Wii U version. That didn't know it either. Yeah, I mean they they did really good on this, and uh, like I'm looking at the I'm looking at my work right now because you know I can't. <laughs> um, but like you know, rowing would be so much better on the Wii on the Switch because of the motion controls, and then I suggested horse racing versus cow racing. Like my God, uh, just <laughs> stop get some help but there are other things out there that you could have fun with like um okay i know this is a little bit out there what if you did an air hockey game hmm. i think they had that well they had some of that kind of stuff on the wii but not on wii sports <laughs> yeah so there you go like air hockey that would uh, we love air hockey that would be simple motions with the joy con and then you wouldn't have to really risk you know just flying into the television <laughs> so i this is why you need to sometimes get some new ideas and people in there and not just prototypes like hey what sports haven't we put in the game what ones could we work and again how did you go from we can't put any games in there to going hey let's put badminton in there that's a backwards <laughs> step and i like badminton okay badminton is fun but yeah, uh, yeah i agree i think tennis is probably the better one of the two yeah and tennis was the original. So, yeah. I mean, volleyball, sure. Like, that's different enough. You know, we don't have a racket, but, you know, badminton, really? And then, uh, you know, but sumo wrestling. Like, I feel like that would be super awesome. So, yeah. Check out my glorious post in a Switch player. I'm on page 14. You're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, but, yeah. Hopefully, if they do make another one, they don't have to go through this crisis of conscience again. Seriously, why? All right, next up, we have uh, Retro Studios. Okay, this is a very interesting one, because as you know, we've talked about it multiple times here on the podcast. There was a period after po uh, sorry, Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze that there was nothing seemingly going on with Retro, and everyone thought that they were probably work maybe working on a Zelda game, which would not have been bad. Um, but this apparently frustrated Retro Studios and one of their workers, Eric Kozwalski, 
noted, quote, sometimes it's frustrating because it creates false expectations. And I think that happened when we announced Tropical Freeze. You know, everyone was like, they're working on a Zelda game, they're working on a Zelda game, but like, nope. And we announced Tropical Freeze, and it looks phenomenal, and it's gorgeous looking, and then people are like, oh, but it's another Donkey Kong. And then you know that people are crapping on Neo Gaff and whatever, and you're like, oh, man, well, well because everyone, you know, because everyone's saying this, and yeah, I thought we were making a Zelda game. Like, no, that's not what we do. So, yeah, it's a bit of both. Sometimes we laugh at it. Sometimes it gets frustrating when it carries on a little bit too long. End quote. So, yeah, I can understand that. I mean, you know you're making a great game and they're disappointed because you're not making an entirely different franchise. Like, come on, fans. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> I can't. I just can't. Okay. Like, come on. This is, this is, this is emotion. This is emotional stuff about, a, you know, fine, whatever. I feel bad for you, Retro. Don't screw it. Metroid Prime 4, when's that coming out? We don't know. I don't know. <laughs> One day. <laughs> and finally, uh, uplifting news. Universal Studios has announced that Super Nintendo World is coming to their California location in spring of next year. Which is important, because we all we knew before was that it was coming potentially sometime in 2023. And now they're saying early 2023. Now again, this is the Hollywood location. There's more than likely going to be one in the Florida location. Uh, and they have confirmed that the Mario Kart Bowser's Challenge will be one of the things that will be in a Super Nintendo world when it arrives in California. So that's good because that was a big thing for the Japan uh, version of the theme park. And that means that more than likely we're going to get a more or less perfect one-to-one -one recreation of what they have there here. So still not going because it's in California. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I could see that. <laughs> well, I live in Illinois, and so I, that's a really long... I mean, Florida's long, too, but at least if I wanted to, I could drive. I'm not going to, but I could. <laughs> okay. Hey, my family, back in, back in the old days, my family drove 18 hours so we can get to Disney World. Uphill both ways. <laughs> Uphill both ways. And I will always remember that trip because my mom would always get me and my sister goodie bags to keep us quiet in the car. Oh, I miss those. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> I know, right? It's so good. And on that trip, I got Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. One of the best ones of all time. Yeah. The one I, I didn't get to beat until 27 years later. <laughs> but hey. Man, but you got it. I got it. Gosh dang it. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like that, that game was, that was the game that got me started in Legend of Zelda. Because that was my first one. So... That, that will always hold meeting for me. But yeah, I'm, I am happy that we are going to be getting this sooner rather than later. Um, we probably have it now if it wasn't for the pandemic. So, you know, chalk that up to you know, yeah. the pandemic room for everybody. So Things the pandemic has ruined. Right, right, right. It's a long list. The very one. Yeah. Uh, oh, one more thing. This is just a side note. Uh, because of Attack of the Show, I saw another... I got turned on to another show. It's called The G Word with Adam Corver. He is the guy who did Adam Ruins Everything on True TV. Yes. <laughs> and uh, he did an episode on, uh, I think it was Money. Yeah, it was, it was the Money episode. And basically, long story short, it's a, it's a very truthful take on government in all of its forms. The good stuff, the bad stuff, why it needs to improve in certain areas, and blah, blah, blah. And it's incredibly insightful. It's basically John Oliver, but just that slightly more comedic. And less, <laughs> and less British. So there you go. Um, and in one of the episodes, he goes, uh, what, what did, 
what was the uh, thing that kind of took a year of our lives? No, not Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, <laughs> and I'm like, that's a great joke. And then another one was, you know, why is it that, you know, you'll not help us, help give us money in one thing, but you'll take our money when I'm playing Pokemon Go. <laughs> so we got a Nintendo fan, ladies and gentlemen. I love that. And Don Oliver made a similar Animal Crossing joke. I remember, I know Will remembers that one. So, uh, yeah, because Nintendo totally created the pandemic to make sure that Animal Crossing sold. Believe it. Yep, that's totally how I remember it, and that's totally how it's going to go down in the magazines. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, definitely check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a funny show. All right, so now for our main event, we're going to dive back into Pokemon. Why? Because even though we got some interesting insights and looks at Pokemon, among other things, in the trailer, there's still a lot of questions about what they could do with it and where they should go with it. So we're going to give you our hopes and expectations in an intent discussion. start this off because i want to touch upon something that uh I, I noted a little bit earlier and that now that we have not just two different legendary pokemon but two different professors potentially talking about the past and the future of the pokemon world i feel that this is the time to really do a branching story of some kind all right because if you really think about it whether it was you know uh Ruby and Sapphire, or Gold and Silver, or X and Y, it really all boiled down to similar things. And even when they did have like some small differentiation, like Team Magma trying to get rid of the ocean, <laughs> or Team Aqua trying to get or get rid of the land, it still was generally the same thing. You know, you got to find a legendary Pokemon to stop the destruction of the world. And with this one, I feel that if they really want to they could branch off this story that I feel that they're going to try and build towards. Because we still have no idea of like what what these Pokemon, these legendary Pokemon really are and how they factor into the world or the potential evil team that is going to be going after them or why you have to interact with them at all. And if they're really ever going to be delving into the past or the future and have these two completely different professors, why not have a, a slightly different story? It's obviously never going to be like completely branched because obviously we're still in the same region. But you can make it different enough to where it makes you want to get both versions. Because most people, like myself, have gotten every version, not because the stories are different, they're honestly not, but because we just want to get the other Pokemon and maybe just take the a different path <laughs> to the end of the game, which is fine. That's what Pokemon's all about in certain ways. But given that they've been trying, especially with Arceus and now with this game, to do more, expand what Pokemon is, be grander, be better. Why not just go full tilt and expand the story to where each version is meaningful to play? And you almost get uh, kind of like a Fire Emblem Three Houses thing where they kind of merge into one story overall and you get a better picture of the world. I think that would be really something cool and something that fans would definitely gravitate toward. Yeah, honestly, I agree with that. I would love if we had it, like, where there's actually some differences in the story and, like, the region that gives us a want, like, a desire to actually play the other one when you actually play through one. Because even, like, the games that I do have both of after I'm done with one, I don't really go towards the other. 
Yeah, unless I, I really want to. Yeah. When I did sword and shield, I got sword first and shield second. And I played sword and I liked it. And then I got shield as a, I think as a Christmas present. So this is like a, you know about six weeks later. And I started to play it and I just didn't finish it because after a while it's just like, you know, this is this is nice. The same thing. As ironic as it sounds, you have to either have a will and a reason to, to play the other version or you have to wait a long time to go, oh, I haven't played this in a while. I haven't touched the other version. Let's go do that one. Because otherwise it's just the same game. The, the difference would be with, with like Arceus where it's the same game technically, but you can just play it entirely differently because of the very nature of it. You can do all the side quests. You can just go on a Pokemon hunting thing. You can, you know, train all your team or you can train like, or you do what Tyler did, just take one Pokemon every time you go into a new region, just start over from scratch. You have all these options and you don't usually have that in any Pokemon game. I want that in this one because there's, they seem to be trying to diverge just that little bit more. And that would be a next evolution ah, ha, ha, of the <laughs> franchise. And it'd be something that, again, we would support. Yes, I agree. And I'm really glad that it seems that currently Pokemon is going towards actually changing things up a bit. Mm-mm, yeah, like just how what they showed us so far right now is like, it is definitely the right direction ever since from RCS. Like again, that next 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 level of Pokemon development, and like going back to what you said earlier, Todd. Like if they if they like they did with um, like just make it so significantly different. Like with the whole past and future theme of like yeah, you see one perspective from like with Toro and another one from Posada. Like how like the storyline is like vastly different, but still has that same core storyline of like going through the gyms like or, or in this open world is like yeah just give me something like be make it more different aside from like the, the new pokemon like the, the new legendaries like something that really intertwines it both like to make it as a separate as uh, good complements game to each other instead of like i don't know just as, as a usual cash grab i like just have two different versions of it right yeah Though, I guess one thing I do want to add to this, uh, based because of just, like, changing in the way, like, some of the story goes, also could change, kind of, like, add on a reason of why there's different Pokemon in each version. So instead of just having, like, no reason except for, it's because you got this version, having, like, well, this one is because you're based on this kind of premise instead of the other premise, so this is why you find this kind of Pokemon. So you find, like, the older Pokemon versus, like, the new tech Pokemon. I like that. Uh, just adding off of that, this is actually a huge criticism I had for uh, Sword and Shield. Stop it with the over-the-top evolutionary requirements. <laughs> Freaking Surfetch. <laughs> yes, Surfetch! You have to have three critical hits in one battle. One! Like, not, not over time. One. And that ticks me off to royal high heaven because... A, that means you have to have you have to do like in a trainer battle. You have to hope that your surfetched isn't one that like knocks out Pokemon in one shot. And again, it has to have three critical hits. Even with uh like a what was it X ratio or something like that, and yeah. critical hit and uh, the item that gives you a better critical hit percentage. That's still a lot of hope. And then there was then there was a uh Yamask. Yamask, you had to get into a fight. You had to get damaged like within 60 points of the end of your health bar, and then you had to travel 
all the way to a specific part of the Gallo region just to get an evolution. How yeah, that I... was so annoying. Yeah, how <laughs> am I supposed to know that? I gave up on you, Mass, but I definitely got uh, Sir Fetch. <laughs> lucky. I also want to note that in the anime, which we'll talk about in a second, um, that's not how Sir Fetch devolved or Farfetch devolved into Sir Fetch. It no. just had a battle, and he just kept going, and then you know, power of friendship and Ash's support. You know, oh, it I evolved because I was counting. I was like, okay, did he get a hit here? Okay, yes, but that wasn't critical hit. And then it was like, like, okay, he's evolving. I'm like, how is it easier for Ash? <laughs> because Ash is the MC. No. <laughs> yeah. He's like, Where, where's the accuracy? I demand this in my anime. I mean, it's sucks that, that that's how they do it in the like anime because they could do that too in the game because the friendship mechanic was a thing in Sword and Shield. Yeah. So, yeah. All right, uh, Scott, what about you? What's what's another one for you? Or I forget, did you have one? I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I guess other than just the extra regions i do wish that they also go with like the sword and shield route of having different professors in each game too mm. i'm like oh not professors different like gym leaders yes that i did like that was that was a great idea you know variety which we right have. right we always need that in pokemon games so i'm always happy when they give us more reasons to want to play the other version Mm -mm. Yeah, so it's just basically us, like expanding on that. Like, yeah, like the different trainers, how they did with Sword and Shield. Like, yeah, just like that good variety, like just enough to be different of like, yeah, again, warrants to go explore these games again. Like, I can only imagine how it is in Scarlet and Violet, but basically like the different territories, like sure, we, it may be the, the same territories, the same uh, world they shared in right now, but at the same time, I could imagine, like, yes, this is this only one part exclusive to, um, to Scarlet, another one to Violet. Like, yeah, if there's one part that only could be accessed if you're like that, um, past alignments or future alignments, like all all those things, I could imagine it, like how it could be uh, implemented further into like gameplay elements. Like, can, is your alignment? Like really a good thing. Like I'm not gonna go for Shimigami Tensei on this, but it's basically something akin to that in a sense. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Just not have the difficulty of Shimigami Tensei in a Pokemon. Game. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pokemon, I doubt it. Unless you're talking like the elite trainers like Cynthia and all that. <laughs> oh yeah, that was some of those like battles in diamond and well brilliant diamond and shiny and pearl were pretty tough at the elite four yeah i almost lost to cynthia just on like dumb luck because for whatever reason my team which is a well-balanced team was just getting owned and then i got lucky i was like one attack away from dying and i find i got her knocked out i'm just like it should not have been that hard <laughs> it really shouldn't have no. but i mean to be fair I w it was kind of good to actually have that as an elite four battle yeah well cynthia's the bomb yeah that's why she's the master class of the anime so. Uh, okay, here's another question. This is a very important one given recent uh, versions. Let's, let's talk about the bad guys. In Sun and Moon, we had Team Skull, who was a bad guy, wasn't a bad guy. It was complicated. Then we had Team Yell, which I feel was honestly the worst. Um, yeah. Just being the supporters of Marnie. And then, of course, uh, President Rose was the bad guy the whole time. Uh, but the twist! How do we? And I know this is probably gonna, you know, tie into the plot. But what what would be reasonable expectations for these bad guys? Because I 
want a I just want meaningful bad guys again. All right. I mean, Team Skull was okay, but it, like it wasn't really there. I mean, and then of course that was Lucimine's time. She was a great villain, but you know, eh, okay. Then President Rose, sure, whatever. But I want like serious villains again. I want them to be menacing, we, powerful. We need more N. <laughs> well, N was N and Geddes were good. You know, they didn't go far enough. Yeah. Like they, them talking about the idea of actually acknowledging the fact that you know Pokemon are basically slaves. Um, you know, that was that was deep. They they touched on it, but they didn't go far enough. They pulled it back like just when they were getting to the edge. I'm like, go over, go over the edge, dive into the <laughs> rabbit hole that you have, dive into the Beniri hole that you have, you know, have dug. So, or uh, no, no, not Beniri. Um, Bunnelby. There you go. Bunnelby uses dig. But yeah, d dive into that hole and see where you end up. And if we're dealing with the past and the future, that could give some really interesting bad guy motives and potential and i want to see that but at times they make these characters sometimes so ridiculous especially with the grunts that you have to fight like a thousand times yeah that's the worst part like in any pokemon game is that oh i've got to face these thousand grunts just so i can get this xp make it more interesting you've had this is gen 9 now go for the evolution go yeah you're like fighting teams skull off of like freaking old ladies in their purses and it's just like great yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why do I care? Yeah. I mean, and of course they like the the generals and you know, uh, like Guzma. Guzma was awesome. Like, who who doesn't love Guzma? Uh, he was great, but it it takes a while to get there, and that's the problem. So yeah, I want meaningful bad guys. How about you? Yeah, I, I definitely, definitely would rather have meaningful bad guys too. I, I think adding to this of having it like a future and past, I think it'd be cool if they did something similar to like Team Aqua and Team Magma, but mm -hmm. not doing the, they're not actually changing anything, but having it more focused on like, we need this to keep preserve the past or this to preserve the future and constantly actually making good points about like the destruction of say like industrialization or like the destruction of not actually evolving kind of deal. Mm -mm. Yeah, like I, I, I'm sorry, like because I'm kind of immediately reminded me of like the last uh, Spl Splatfest, basically or in chaos. It seems like, like with this, yeah, like with the same thing of past and future. Like I, I would like to see them like touch upon that. Like yeah, like do you want to preserve the past? Do you want to go to the future? Like, but either way, like each side definitely has their the pros and cons. Like yeah, I like to go and be like yeah, preserve all things like learn from history and all that. But at the same time, I want to move forward towards the future and get all these like great advancements of technology and so forth like yeah definitely go explore a bit more into like like that extra dimension of like these issues like do you want to go to the past do you want to go to the future like yeah it's definitely like that same topic in the splatfest that it reminds me of <laughs> okay i'm good i do we do not know the team name because there's always gonna be a team um <laughs> we don't know the team name out there but i'm gonna put it uh i'm gonna make a suggestion Team Flux. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. I think that the past and the future are in flux. You know? <laughs> so that that would be interesting. I feel flux capacitator. <laughs> only if you we got to go into five miles per hour. Party, you got to send you back to the future. Right, Scott. <laughs> uh, like. Oh my gosh, you have a Scott here. I just <laughs> <laughs> it's like Scott, do you know what this means? 
didn't work. All right. Uh, I actually do have a DeLorean. I just want to make that known. No, not really. <laughs> is it a good DeLorean? No. <laughs> there, there's, is there such thing as a bad DeLorean? Yes. One that doesn't work. <laughs> good point. Good point. Uh, no, one that only goes 87 miles per hour. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, we're trying. This is as fast as it goes. Uh, what do you think? Let's let's put out some other potential names so that if we if we do get it right, we can just say we called it. Mm, like I'm just can't help but imagine. But how about Team Fissure? Because like the, when they showed up the um, the canyons out of those two of the two legendaries, like yeah, it was in a, in a, in a canyon fissure, and it's like I don't know, like the fissure between two, the two different realms of past and future. Team Fissure, I don't know, sounds like that. Okay. Okay, I, I think there's a phrase of a fissure in time. I think I've seen that in the <laughs> You never know. The team wrinkle. No. <laughs> ah, damn. Damn. Are you sure you're just not old? Shut up, kid. <laughs> uh, let's see. Team. Because I feel it should be time related. Here, like, let me just look up synonyms. Okay. Synonyms <laughs> for time. For the record, this is what I do do as an author, so I don't, you know, repeat a lot myself a lot, which I do do. I mean, that... to be fair, that's probably a good thing to do. Yeah. Let's see. Team pulse. That's not bad at all. <laughs> Team Flow. It's got, go, <laughs> it's got to go with the flow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Are you sure we're not in Jamaica I, instead of Spain? I kind of want that just if they use that as a like their big slogan. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> Team Schedule. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, we're gonna go we're on a bunch of nerds. <laughs> it's like, hurry up, you grunts. We're on a schedule. Um. Oh, there aren't there, there aren't really a lot of good ones. I mean, and I'm looking at both the noun and the verb synonyms. Okay. I mean, I go also think about like yeah, the, I'm pretty sure like our Spanish listeners they're gonna do like a Spanish uh wordplay on that. So I don't know if there's something in in their in the language to actually to give for this team. I mean, again, we have Sada and Toro, so I don't know some something in the Spanish language. Uh, well, tiempo, team tiempo, <laughs> tempo. It could be. Oh, could be. Could be. Could be. That, 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 is, that sounds a little bit more musical, though. You know. It, it does. It um, definitely does. Okay, so let's see. So I just I just typed up Spanish worms for Spanish worms for time. Uh, Spanish, <laughs> there you go. Team wormhole. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Great, Scott. Uh, okay, so we have El Tiempo, which is time, weather, period, tense, term, and quarter. We have La Vez, which is time, turn, occasion, and lieu. And L memento, which is time, moment, point, minute, momentum, and instant. Um, hmm. Team memento. Yeah, that, that that seems like more of a memory kind of thing. Yeah. Team moment. Eh. Doesn't really have the. Doesn't. I I'm 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 kind of with team flux or what was the other one I said? Uh, team team temp. Uh, team Pulse. There was a Team Pulse. Team Pulse. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, team mm -hmm. Tempo. It is, that's more musical. Flow is Jamaican. Uh, <laughs> unless it's Hustle and Flow, then that's just gangsta. All right. You know, y'all know what I'm talking about. Um, team Caden, same thing. Team Accent. <laughs> I mean, they are in Spain. <laughs> got a Spanish accent. Team Stress. Yeah, because we just can't deal with this because we got enough stress on our minds. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. But my, my bets are either uh, Team Flux or Team Pulse. 
and then Great Scott over there is clearly Team t Team Flow. Definitely Team Flow. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. So we'll, we'll see. All right. Uh, any last hopes, requests for Scarlet and Violet? I still want my fire deer. <laughs> just show up to the gym leaders honestly like we haven't seen the gym leaders so like i want to see how they're gonna show up like if, if they're gonna show up like nessa and all that you know people's gonna go crazy again so yes well, I, yeah I, I, think, I definitely think they're doing a slow burn here because think of it the, the first teaser we the reveal trailer was just showing the the starter pokemon right right right. the right. second teaser was all about the legendary pokemon the third teaser might show the gym leaders might tease more of the world and uh, again, we only got five new Pokemon in this trailer between the three basics and the two legendaries. So we're probably going to get at least a, uh, a handful more and whenever the next teaser is. But they're definitely going to try, emphasis on try, to do a non-full reveal. You know, it'll get leaked. It always does. It's Pokemon. There's going to be leakers about it. But uh, we're, we're, we're ready for it now. And we could avoid the leaks if necessary. I avoided the leaks for Arceus, and I felt I felt so much better than I did, because I di I didn't know that Typhlosion was going to become a Ghost type. It was awesome. So we'll we'll have to be wary of the leaks when they happen. But we'll definitely get a slow burn in terms of showing off the Pokemon, maybe showing off the bad guy team, showing off the gym leaders, your rivals, your allies, and everything in between. And then people are, you know, going to see more of the professors and make more art about them. Moving on. <laughs> well, as you know, Pokemon fans, either you love, they love your things, or they will hate you forever to come. So again, let's not forget about Sword and Shield. Speaking of which, I am going to go Festivus because I have the airing of grievances. So on Sunday, I was uh, waiting to watch an AEW pay-per-view, and it was a good show. And then I was like, oh, I, I want to, uh, you know, I want to relax for a few hours before the show hits. Because I knew I was going to be in my chair watching it for like the next few hours. I go onto Netflix to watch the G Word. And all of a sudden, Pokemon Master Journeys is showing up. I'm like, wait a minute. There was a new episode. So I would have gotten a notification about that. I did not get a notification about it. Fine. Be that way. So I watched six episodes. And true to Pokemon form, they go from... This is, you know, a show for everybody. This is a show that, you know, respects the Pokemon franchise to, oh, no, this is a kid's show. And, you know, you're just you're just along for a ride if you're older. All right. There was an episode. I, I'm kidding. I am not kidding about anything I'm about to say. Um, it's an episode about blue trainers. Trainers who love and only love blue Pokemon. Uh-huh. So... <laughs> This in and of itself is not technically a odd thing. I mean, we there are people who love specific Pokemon types. There's people who love uh, specific Pokemon families, like the Eevee family. I, I myself have done an Eevee Lucian run. It was awesome. Thank you, Tyler. Um, Tyler gave me all the Pokemon. Uh, <laughs> he did. He, he raised them all and then evolved them all, and then I could just play with them straight from the start. It was great. Anyway, uh, but this guy only loved Pokemon that was blue. And he loved it with such patch, pa patchin? passion that he was basically an over-the-top comedic character who would make up stories about blue Pokemon because he loved them so much. And then he had a rival who was also a blue trainer who clearly loved blue Pokemon more than this guy. And they were having like competing like mental battles about their love of blue Pokemon. This reached a crescendo when they saw Lobafet, who is a <laughs> Okay. I want to explain this for those who don't get this joke. 
Wobbuffet is one of Team Rocket's Pokemon. It has been since his arrival in Johto. He's been a great Pokemon for Team Rocket. He's never in his Pokeball. He is always outside his Pokeball, just like Pikachu, to just be with a team. He always does his disguises, even though y'all can say, ah, not that. You know, it's great. The blue Pokemon trainers find this Wobbuffet, and they just do their whole, like, praising it to Kingdom Come. They scare Wobbuffet enough to make him grab his Pokeball, which we have never, ever seen. Okay, I've seen, like, say, some Johto. Um, and he goes back in the Pokeball. <laughs> yeah yeah this show scared wobbuffet so bad that he went back into his pokeball even jesse was surprised about this he's like so he's like what are you doing and he goes into the pokeball doesn't want to deal with it <laughs> why just noped <laughs> like no i'm out of here like i'm out okay like bugs buggy bugs buddy with the coffee with the coffee mug i'm out like what is this magic like what, what no and I wrote about this online, and a guy, a guy was like, well, you know, it, it is meant to appeal to kids. But it's like, this has been around longer than certain kids have, okay? I was Lots watching, of kids. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking kayfabe to show how old I am. I am 32 years old. When Pokemon came out, I was in the second grade. And I eventually got into it, you know, like, I don't know, a couple months into its run. Um, and I've been with it ever since. I am older than the Pokemon anime, and so much like star wars they should be trying to cater this to me okay having it to make it like a pixar movie make it enough to where the kids get involved but the adults get something from it too all right that's why pixar works because it, it appeals to everyone and uh an episode beforehand they had a very deep episode about a character who was you know fighting off uh the past and basically family betrayal it was incredibly deep and then they go full tilt comedic near the end it's just like wait why would you go in this direction when you had the super serious plot line before they i don't feel at times that they respect those that came before that made this show last this long and instead go hey let's make an episode about blue trainers because that's a great idea no it's not. i really wonder how many writers they have <laughs> yeah uh, someone someone said uh, in that conversation i was talking about before i ex further explain why i didn't like it and they go yeah it does feel like when they're not doing the master class battle system thing they're like let's just throw something and see if it sticks oh i get that impression a lot with pokemon journeys like this should be like their crescendo, their their magnum opus, their thing that, you know, we're going all across the Pokemon world to do these, all these journeys. And, a lot, and some of them are really cool. But then other ones are like this Blue Trainer episode. And I'm like, what the heck did I just watch? <laughs> I couldn't fast forward fast enough. <laughs> oh, and naturally, the two Blue Trainers who were rivals, they were friends at the end. Of course naturally. so. Of course so. They, were blue, they liked blue Pokemon. So yeah. like when like red. Oh my gosh, that would have been a hilarious twist of <laughs> That might have made it made it better. Might have. <laughs> I'm just saying. It's very possible. Yeah. Also, I want to. If you really don't get how stupid these guys were, we meet the blue trainer when Go naturally catches a shiny Voltorb, which is blue. I did not know that. I thought that was cool. And then in comes this guy shouting at the top of his lungs, jumps at Voltorb, and hugs it because he loves blue Pokemon, and naturally Voltorb blows up in his face. That was the start of the episode. It only went downhill from there. <laughs> I mean, that, that actually sounds like a fun thing. Shut up! <laughs> you are no longer Great Scott, because how dare you say that in my <laughs> right? The rest of that didn't sound fun. I'm just saying, okay. jumping on a Voltorb to blow up. <laughs> yeah, which, no, which caused it to blow up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I was just so enamored with your blue Voltorb. Like, what? 
<laughs> like that's why you go, hey, is that your blue Voltor? Wow, that's so cool. I ha I've never seen a blue Voltor before. That's called normal be human behavior. What this guy was was an idiot. <laughs> this got, guy was not normal. <laughs> I've got enough idiots to deal with in real life. I don't need them in my anime. <laughs> yes. Okay. okay. I feel better. Let's end the show. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we are indeed ending this episode of the Nintendo Ratian Podcast. Hey, oh, yeah, he didn't hear. Um, did we have a poll last week? I don't think we did. I do not think so, no. I don't no. think so. Yeah, what, what did we talk about last week? What was our main event? Um, uh, third parties, like what we expected. Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, it was third party or Nintendo Direct, which we still sadly have not gotten. Though Nintendo, we should put this in news, I'm sorry. Uh, Nintendo did announce they're going to be doing a tour. Like one of their old, uh, you know, going across the country with to various stores tours, so you can play their games that are coming out. They are going to be doing that, so if uh, you might want to look that up to see if you are in the area, I highly recommend it. And of course, let us know what your thoughts are on uh, Super Nintendo World coming early next year. Will you be one of the first to go and see it? Are you going to be doing the Mario Strikers first kick demo this weekend? If so, let us know how it goes for you. And of course, what did you think of these new looks at Sonic Frontiers and Pokemon Scarlet and Violet? And were you one of the people who drew the professors? <sighs> I'm not, we're not judging. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We are absolutely judging. But uh, let us know in the comments below. So for Skull Kid Scott, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So raise the flag. <laughs>